0: Hey, my guest for Tales from a Gemini is Adam Hunter. You might know Adam Hunter from uh, Last Comic Standing, or he changed the game with his MMA Roasted podcast where he talks to MMA fighters, and he's real big in the UFC. You know, everybody knows Joe Rogan, but, man, there's Adam Hunter, and he has changed the game as far as podcasting. He's one of the inspirations for Tales from a Gemini. This was a fun podcast. I've known Adam for uh, upteenth years. He's always put me on stages, clubs. We've always been great friends former wrestlers and i think that's why we bond so man this was just a um it's kind of like a reunion of both of us so i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast has some great laughs it starts off with a banger man and it, and it doesn't stop from there he tells about his life and stuff i didn't even know so hope you guys enjoy it adam hunter one two three hey it's bt with tails from a gemini man you know what i was just thinking about my guest today This guy is basically the reason that I'm doing this podcast, Tales from a Gemini. And I was telling this, like, you know, I was looking for a guest, and I go, oh, yeah, my my boy Adam. And I thought, and it's true, I go, he's the reason for this podcast. And to me, me personally, he's the game changer because of what, what you did, you made it to where, like, podcasts, you know, it was like, okay, two comics talking together or whatever. Okay, whatever, whatever. And it's like, I'm a Gemini, but I always get bored with just the regular comic shit. And what Adam Hunter has done and what he did was he has a love for mixed martial arts, a love for wrestling. That's why we get along. But he took his love for that and made it a podcast and he put his comedy in it, make the the fighters laugh. And then he kind of. Uh, specified a specific a specific market that no one had done at least for me i hadn't seen nobody had done and that inspired me to go with what i love which is motorsports and moto gp and racing so man this is the inspiration for everything that i'm doing right now mr adam hunter
1: oh thanks man well you're an inspiration too man you're one of the best comics i know uh honestly like there's nobody that lights up a room like you so i i you know when and like I you're always been really nice really kind so when you're like hey man can you do my podcast at nine o'clock in the morning and I was <laughs> I was like you know sick and and not feeling good and I, I, I tested positive for covid but it was a false positive so uh I was like I need sleep anybody else I would have been like you know what no i I, I gotta show it in vegas and and I, I gotta I gotta you know I gotta crush tonight but I'm like you know what for you I'll get up at nine o'clock in the morning so,
0: okay <laughs> Holy shit, I feel bad now, but thank you. I do uh-huh. I was like, oh shit. But I was like, I really thought, like, okay, well, he's got a kid. So getting up early is nothing, but you're in Vegas and that's different. Cause you know, your kids yeah. you're away for your kids, and we all know how Vegas is. Even though we're not in our twenties and thirties, we've hung out and gigs like mesquite. I remember working in mesquite Nevada with you and you were ready to dance. We were up late. We're we're dancing with, you know, those chicks from a, a Utah back in the day, having a great time. You know what I mean? And now we're like yeah, you work Vegas, you do your show, maybe get something to eat. You're back in your room by what midnight, maybe. You know, I I, I really
1: was. I was back at like eleven. I had porn stars come to my show. Hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, I'm gonna be upstairs, uh, probably masturbating to you. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold
0: on. What what porn star? What which ones? Which ones?
1: Uh, some girl named her name was Red something. Miss Red came to the show. I I don't know. Some 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 hot little hottie. She had a she had a guy with her. But uh but but a bunch of other like. Fighters came, hey, you want to come hang out? Like, I did, I'm up. I like, you know, I'm, I'm back at 11. I'm, I'm watching the news, you know, just and then masturbating.
0: So, I, I... I feel like I cock-blocked you in a way. I, I mean, from fun. I feel like I cock-blocked you from fun. No, now. no,
1: man. I would not no. I can't go out with them anyway. I'm, I'm a married man. I'm a, I'm a, it's a whole different world now.
0: Well, no. I mean, it's not like you have to fuck. Like you can hang out without fuck. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes it's even better because you know you're just hanging out and you can fu- talk, make them laugh, maybe get some jokes. Remember, to write them down. It ain't has to, you know, it doesn't end up in fuck. Like I'm in the weird stage now where I can hang out with a hot chick and be like, "Oh, that was funny," and write down and be like, "Take it easy," and not even think about fucking. And it's like, cause my sex. My sex drive is gone, maybe because I live in Indiana and there's really no hot chicks here. So it's like, it's real easy to go back to your room. You know what I mean? Well, it's
1: all good till, till your wife wants to FaceTime with you. Yeah. Uh, and you're either going to ignore the FaceTime, uh, which is going to be bad because she knows the show ended at 10, nine o'clock or you're going to FaceTime from like the bathroom or something <laughs> and like, you know, and she's going to be like, well, why are you in the men's room? Uh, so <laughs> like all these things are great in theory. Or she's going to go, who did you hang out with tonight? And then you're like, oh, it's just some friends. Oh, well, well, where are these friends from? Oh, you know, my ex, uh, the, the, who's now a dancer, Yeah, she brought her friends and you know she wanted some Oh really, how'd she bring? Well, I invited her. Oh, why? well, I gotta get people on the show. Or, oh, you, those are the only people you can get. So it's a fu- you know, I, I've had enough of these conversations to
0: know that like, it's just not worth the headache. I could tell you needed to get that out, didn't you? I could tell you needed to get that out. <laughs> I really, you can always tell when a married man needs to talk to somebody. I hung out with my uncle like two months ago and it was just like this. I said, I said like one word. And he went on a 10 minute di- trap just like you did. And I go, yeah, you, you, need, you need someone to talk to don't you? So that's what, that's what I'm here for, man. I'm your counseling, Thanks. basically.
1: I appreciate that, man,
0: <laughs> thank you. No, that's the truth. I don't know what it is about being married. I'll probably, I'll never know. But for some reason, when they have to let it out like you do, it, it's good. And that's what you need.
1: No, the worst was like, Dan Henderson's one of my favorite fighters, right, Hendo. Yeah. So Dan came to my show, uh, my wife was pregnant. She was about, she was gonna be in labor, like in, I don't know, in like a month. She was eight months pregnant. So he's like, hey, come to my show. Like, hey man, we're all having an after party at the strip club. You Wanna come? And I'm like, Dan Henderson, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So we go on this tour the bus, you know, and Hendo, all these fighters, and Gian Volante and this one. And we're having the best time. And I'm like, these girls, he's like, hey man, it's good. The guy's buying us lap dances. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm married. But I'm like, but I'll get a, I'll get a, I'll get a massage. I'm, I'm stressed. My my wife's gonna be in labor, you know. I'm I'm stressed, and then uh cut to like I'm on my way to like drive my wife to deliver the baby, and Howard Stern's on, and he's talking about strip clubs. I'm like, i oh, are not even that good in Vegas. Oh, how'd you know? Oh, well, I went to one. When? A couple of months. You went to a strip club while I was pregnant? Well, I was, and then, the, so the, I still get. But I, I, I'm like, but I didn't get a lot. All I got was a massage. You got a massage? No, but it was one of those like elbow. It's like, I, I have like diarrhea of the mouth i can't keep it secret I I, I I have horrible timing off stage uh sometimes even on stage so i'm just like you know it's it's okay it's like
0: doesn't she know who you i mean doesn't she know like the real you like that's just your life but you love her i think that there's a point
1: that does know that i think, she, I think she's a part of her loves that you know and then there's a part where she's just like she just has this yeah I I told her that I go listen you know so she'll, sometimes literally sometimes she'll be yelling at me like you know you put two you, you took the cereal out and you put it into the, this one and the lunches now she has too much lunch the baby and I'm like I, I used to bang porn star I used to <laughs> like I used to have six to drugs off my penis like, what what am I what am I doing right now? Like, what happened to me? Like, I'm getting yelled at for putting too much freaking cereal in, in my kid's lunch. But like, 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 what? But I have to then go. You know, hey man, this is. It's all nothing. Everything takes sacrifice. You know, and and that that shit. Gets, you don't want to be the old guy at the, like the porn party. You know.
0: Like, you know? <laughs> Yeah. you know what I'll, I'll, I'll like to test that theory out i really would because <laughs> i really would like to test that theory out just once just once because you know what there will be there's always that one sympathetic liberal girl like oh my god he's all alone what's going on i go hey what's up there miss lady and you know you never know she might she might she might, she might throw me one just you know just out of gratitude yeah, girls, have, girls have grandfather issues it, it, not even daddy <laughs> issues they, they skip the grandfather issues that's a new one bro that's fucking good yeah they got a black grandpa issues my 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 black grandpa wasn't there oh really little white girl how come he wasn't and next thing you know old bt's in there and it's me and bonnie rotten going out like yeah i wish i had a black grandpa (laughs) man this took a turn that i really wasn't expecting but hey let's run with it no man but honestly you know what i remember about you honestly is meeting you in L.A. and that was when that was when Dublin's was hot, and then right across the street was Miyagi's, and I just remember you going up. I don't think we had met each other, and I just remember that joke. My brother thinks he's a rapper, like he's Jay to the Ouish, and I always, yeah, uh, whenever I see you, whenever your name comes up, I automatically think he's Jay to the oo-ish, and I always remember that, and I laugh so hard.
1: Oh, uh, thanks, man. Appreciate I really it. do.
0: And we've always been friends. And then, like I said, man, you know, I left L.A. and then. You know, I this podcast thing came up, and I was like, okay, I'm not really getting into it. But then your MMA podcast made me go. That's what I want to do. Because I, I, I when I moved to Indianapolis, I was always a lover for racing, auto racing, whatever, and motorcycle racing, or anything. And I, and I wanted to incorporate that. And I was like, ah, but I don't think anybody's gonna get into it. And what you did, me personally, what you've done to me is you just you changed the game without people realizing that you changed the game. Don't get me wrong. You know, Rogan does what Rogan does, and that's no disrespect to him. But you incorporated mixed martial arts. You brought those guys into the living room or into your headphones, and you showed a different side. No one knew that side of Daniel Cormier until you did a thing with the cupcake and what he did. No one knew that side of those other guys, man, like Dan Fry. And you showed how funny he, crazy he is. I mean, you literally changed the game. Like, did you realize what you were doing while you were getting it together? No, what happened was it
1: was... I wouldn't say it was an accident because I don't think it wasn't really an accident, but I was uh, opening for John Heffron on the road. And uh and Heffron and me used to like watching UFC together. And he got tagged to uh he got tagged to to host a mixed martial arts awards. And he was like, you know, he was he was up for it, but he was like, you know, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. Can you help me write write some sketches? So I got hired to write some sketches, and me and this guy, Joey, Joey Varner, Joey Vegas, we we wrote a bunch of sketches that did really well like Randy Couture divorce attorney of like taking fighters because he had been divorced like six or seven times at that point it was I mean a lot I don't know what was and then uh and then they they actually they did really well so then I I ran into Dana White at a casino and I'm like Dana you know I I I got these uh I wrote the sketches for the awards I'm a big fan we talked for like 30 minutes and that's the thing about fighters man like like for example, I I did I did a show last week in in Edmonton, and this hockey player came, one of the most you know famous hockey players in the world. Who was and it? Who was it? I, I don't I don't want to say his name because it's, it, the story doesn't go in, in like a positive place. But okay. <laughs> so, but he was a great hockey player. And after the show, someone was like, "Hey man, can I, can I get an autograph?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, so you know he was he was shy, but it, it would have been a lot of people, you know, asking right. for autographs, a hundred people. But but he, he said no. He he, he said no." And then I wanted a picture with him, or oh, I get a picture? I went, I, I, but I was like, I'm not gonna get a picture of if this, if this guy. And even though he came to my show, I don't wanna be like, well, I'm good enough to get a picture, you know? But it kind of like, I, I've never seen that with a fighter. Like a, like a fighter, I've never seen a fighter turn on a picture. Like, like fighters are the nicest, I don't know what it is, maybe because um, they, they know the grind of it and how hard it is and how and how much they come. Maybe they're, maybe they're not making a hundred million dollars like this guy is or whatever. So they're, they're just very accessible people and, and they're, they're super fun. And like they're raw, it was, uh, at the time that I was doing it, it was still a new enough sport. People were just like, I had Anthony Smith on my, on my podcast. Right. Yes. And this was before he made it, Well, he was in the UFC. He had been cut. he was trying to get back in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I texted him, Hey man, thanks for coming on the podcast. And he wrote like, he wrote me back. Thanks for giving a shit about my fights, you, you know, and I'm like, wow, you know, like that's something. So anyway, cut to me and Dana White. So then I ha- I pitched the show to Dana. I I, I was like, texted Dana, hey man. I, I go, hey, wanna c- come to my comedy show tomorrow night? I mean, I'm, in- I'm playing whatever. So he's like, yeah, I'll be there. So he couldn't make it, but he told the bouncer to tell me, hey, Dana White said, sorry, he can't make it tomorrow night. Dana called me. Uh, like, that's the kind of guy he is. Like, he called the bouncer to tell me, hey, Dana wanted to come. He said he, he, he could make it, but he really enjoyed, you know, meeting you. So I pitched him a show, and I said, hey, man, um, I want to do this show uh, where it's called So You Think You're a Tough Guy, where I drive around in a truck, and in the back of the truck there's, like, an octagon, but we, uh, or like a, and then there's, like, a, a fighter, because there's so many guys that are, like, I could beat that guy. Right. Man, this guy's not so tough. Well, now you could challenge the fighter to a fight. So it was like a bully beat down me, me cash cab. Yeah. So I I pitched it to the UFC and they were like, listen, we're, we're still barely getting legal. You know, we can't have fights in parking lots <laughs> or like you're like, but thank you, and da, da, da. And then I think Dana remembered that because a couple months later I got a phone call. I'm I'm literally coaching middle school wrestling, and Dana White's calling my phone. And um and uh and Dana's like, hey man, uh you know, we love Tosh.0. Oh, we want to do like a .0 oh thing where we have you roast fighters, like, like talk about the events, like, like the, the funny part of MMA. So I was like, sure. So, they, so then I started making videos for them, like the first three years. And then they kind of made it seem like it was just my videos. but It was the UFC was like making these videos with me. Yeah. And, you know, you know, me, you know, like you, if you like write a joke and, you know, I mean, jokes are like, are like babies, right? So I would write a hundred jokes for these things and only get to keep like seven. So now I have 93 jokes that I'm just like sitting on. So I'm like, you know what? I got to, I want people to see these jokes. So I started the MMA Roasted account on Twitter. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that just blew. Like, and uh, and so then it was just like, before you know it, I'm up to like 90,000 followers now on MMA Roasted. So a lot of fighters was following the account and they were and people like Diego Sanchez is like, man, when are you going to roast me? And people are like, dude, this is the funniest account I've ever seen. Or like all these team alpha male guys that I was making fun of, like, this is the, so then they started showing up to my shows. Like, so then, so that's that, then I got a call from Fox Sports and Fox Sports was like, hey, we like we your MA Roasted account. We want to do this thing where we have fighters. Uh, it was like back in the day, there was this like football thing. It was like, it was like a quarterback. People would pretend to be quarterbacks in the NFL on Facebook talking crap to each other. Yeah. It was like a fake paint Manning talking shit to a fake this person. So we thought, like we want to do that with like MMA. Right. We'll call it text from last fight. So we want you to pretend to be fighters, texting each other on fight night and just having a massive group text. So that, like they, for three years, I, I like did that and no one knew who it was for a while. Then people figured out it was me because I was like, hey, check out this group text. That I found <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And that was taking me a lot of time but but it was great so then they were like hey we also want to pick up your, your podcast so at, at the time i was a work, working for the ufc i had fox sports i had that and then um then you know i mean i had a lot of then all of a sudden fox sports like became uh, became something else the ufc left then i got fired from everybody like they wanted to my my, my, my my podcast didn't get renewed they dropped podcasts so then i had to kind of like you know shift it Mm-hmm. So then I, I then I, I, I was still writing those sketches for the MMA award, which I'm still doing. The, the, the ones are coming up this, this, this Friday. We have another seat. We have uh, 13. I did one with Aljamain with Misha, whatever. So then I started like with Daniel Cormier. I'm like, Hey, you want to be in the sketch? Blah, blah blah I wrote that thing. He didn't even know what that was. He's like, yeah, he just showed up. He did the all about that cake thing. He left going. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> that next thing you know, it got 80 million hits. He's like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. And then, uh, and then I did the one with Kelvin Gastelum of uh, My Dorito
0: instead of Despacito. Dude, you I, kill I, him. That, I, honestly, no jokes make me laugh harder than when you roast him and Henry <laughs> Cejudo. Man, you don't understand, oh, yeah. dude. I laugh hard at those, like stomach laugh.
1: But Kelvin asked me, he's like, Hey, roast me. Like he asked me to, and then he's like, I asked you once. I did ask you once. He did. It's just true. He didn't ask for 55,000 jokes for him, but his, but his his mom and his sister come to my shows and Henry, Henry's the same. Like uh, between me and you like, all right, just between me and you uh, and everyone else watching this, but don't tweet this out. But a lot of times I help Henry out with his tweets. Yeah. So like Henry writes some fucked up shit about people. Like just, uh, but me and Henry, we're like, uh, we're, we're really good friends. Like I actually just sold a show to the UFC where we shot, where we had fighters do, do, do comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, so we had Henry Cejudo, we had uh, Chael Sonnen and Dean Thomas do stand up comedy at, at the, at the uh, Strat. So that's Dana White's seeing that today because um, he's looking at the footage and seeing how that is. Um, but then, um, yeah, but then, then Dana White during, during COVID was like, uh, I want to produce your comedy special. So they, they, they flew me to Vegas last week. I did a show at the apex. It was a hard show because everyone was wearing masks, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it was like, and, and the crowd was like, you know, it was Brandon Moreno and t- 10 people from Tijuana and then like, <laughs> and like Cheryl and like eight people from accounting, Mike Perry and his pregnant girlfriend in the front row. Uh, Dana White is the only one not wearing a mask. And, and then, it, it wasn't the easiest crowd. Yeah, but yeah. but I it went well. This, this next one went even better because the people had the masks off. Uh, but so, but that then I got higher after that. cut to like, so folks over the award show. Like I did one with um, Suhudo instead of wet ass pussy. I had cringe ass Henry. Uh, so that was a big video that that went really well. I had a bunch of them. Dominic Cruz and and uh, did uh, Storage Wars uh with Donna Cruz and phil davis i had um the one with that with uh Dominic Cruz last time where instead of uh as bts um uh i forgot the, the thing we did we did with them that was actually really good because the, the, the uh, bts army we had them all wearing like dressed like those korean pop band uh they were all like <laughs> they were all like the bts army liked it a lot uh so it was um and then i did johnny hendrix i can't make the weight when i fight you because i'm hungry as, like, the weekend. <laughs> yeah. and he actually missed weight after making that song too Are you which, serious? yes he still missed weight so you know um yeah those and then i had uriah favor as the weekend he goes i got a really big butt chin my chin can twerk, and i had i had a, he had his chin twerking um like the the fighters are they've been really good sports uh we had uh, Rashad Evans that's my MMA slow jams where he was like baby when we're fighting I get so excited I had him doing all those and he's a really good dancer Rashad's the best so those were fun and then Bellator hired me to do like the history of Fedor's sweater so because he had this crazy sweater and we had and I did like the powers of it so that was that was a lot of fun and then the PFL I worked but it was like me pitching Bellator yeah. hey i got you guys or me pitching pfl like it was never nobody had really i mean fox sports came to me but after that it was like me coming to everybody me coming there me coming to dana like i must have pitched the ufc a special or shows like no less than 15 times maybe 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 20 and i kept getting yes 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 nothing yes 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 nothing yeah because comedy's like like you know they have so many other things that doing you know right um but, uh, but Dana's a, a loyal guy. He's like one of those dudes that if you're loyal to Dana and, and, and like, you know, if he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. And he'll, and, and when he, when he wants something done, it gets done. So, um, but
0: that's what I love about you. You work your hustle and that's what I want to get you. People don't realize, man, what you do. I mean, it's almost every day you're putting out at least, I mean, I mean, at the, at the minimum, maybe 20 tweets that are jokes at the minimum. Matter of fact, last night when you said, yeah, man, I'd love to do this. I'll hit you back. And I'm waiting for your reply and I look up on, on the account and you had posted something on your Instagram and then you reply back and then you do another stuff. And I'm like, this dude, you've always been the, I mean, you seriously, you at work. It's almost like I don't know about you, but I equate everything with what I know. And that, that's wrestling, you know, and that's yeah. I think it's where we connect also is wrestling. And when you wrestle, it's like we're grinders, man, you know, you win that 2-1, that 3-1, you get that last takedown in 10 seconds, you're not that dude that's going to have the start, but you're the dude that's like, this dude's going to be a hard out, you know, you make it to the championship semis, you know, or in the constant semis, you know, we're the last dude you want to face, because you know, this is going to be a six-minute fucking war, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. so, and that's the way you, and I think, do you apply that to your comedy? or, or 1,000, 1,
1: 1,000%, I mean, with wrestling, like, like I in high school, I was a four-time All-New England champion, I, I won the, um, no, it was the, four-time class and New England champion. I won the all New England's twice. And I always beat kids that beat me in the beginning of the season. Like I would lose to them, in the middle of the season, tournament time, I would wreck them because I'd outwork them, Yes, you know? Um, yes. And, and that's and that's what comedy, I mean, stand-up comedy, like there are times that I like, like I had three auditions like yesterday and I had something else. So I, I I wasn't feeling that funny at eight o'clock at night with my show, but I'm like, man, but it's okay. Cause I did all the work, like, like I've, I've been doing the work yeah. so it's not like it's one of those things where people are like why do you have so many jokes in your act like you have so many punchlines i'm like because i want to have more punchlines than anybody else because I, I i figured more punchlines more laughs you know so it's just a matter of like yeah you, you have to outwork everybody because i've never been a naturally talented person like you yes. put me in like you put me in the talent scale there's gonna be people that are way more talented than me like just just talent is it's just god-given talent you know right. but then there's work ethic and, and work ethic beats talent. You know, and people say when well, talent doesn't work hard, even when talent does work hard, you just, you just work harder than that talent, yes. you know? So, um, yeah, I, I think that that's really kind of what it is. It's just, and also like, like some people go, Oh, this guy's annoying. He keeps playing. But I'm like, yeah, that's, I, I like take pride in that in a lot of ways. Yes, I'm like, yeah, I like, cause eventually, uh, I like to think that like, Yeah, I'm not. There's something like to me really satisfying and not giving up. Is like yeah, yeah. You're seeing me not give up, but like because this 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 town, L.A., Hollywood, comedy. It's just gatekeepers. You know, it's it's and a lot of times these gatekeepers are just all about like who the shiny object is at that moment it's really it's like high school all over again yes it's oh you know hey this is the hot comic for 20 minutes so we're all gonna run to him and then this guy's the hot comic all right I mean, I'm, all, I'm like i'm not playing that game okay i'm playing the the long-term game yeah. you know i'm playing the like build 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 and all of a sudden when the the crowd goes wait a minute wait wait this this was you, t- you guys said this was the hot comic well well this is the person it's making everyone fucking crack up, laughing. Like, you know, we're gonna go over here. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they all will go over there. Yeah. It just doesn't. And someone's like came to my show on Monday, and they're like, "Yo, man, you had me dying. I was crying, man. I was crying, laughing. And the last time you had me crying, like, how come I don't see you?" In the move. I'm like, dude. I understand you think this is a compliment, <laughs> uh, and it's it's not a compliment. But but I understand that I understand where where your heart is right now, and it's not in a, a bad place. Yeah. But I go, look, man. When, when Bernie Mac made it everyone was like, but who the hell is this guy? Like overnight, you know, when Dangerfield made it, people were like, like, you want to be the guy with the, the, you know, the resume, the collection, the, the, all that shit. You don't want to be the person with like eight minutes and then you make it. And then like, you can't, you can't reproduce. So to me, to me, it's like, it's like anything else, but as far as MMA goes, like, that's the thing. It's also like, like, even today, I'm like, oh, I got, I got to interview three fighters. I but I'm like, this it's not really a job. If you love it, it's not really a job.
0: Yes. It's, it's like go. this. I mean, I'm talking to you, and it's like I'm loving where we are now. I loved it when we started. I loved it when you said, I'll do it. I go, fuck yeah. Because it's like, you know, one is that I've known you, so that helps. But then knowing that I love just knowing – I just love talking. I love getting to know people. I, even though I know you, I wanted to get in this MMA, how, how you got this started, and give you give you your props, give you your flowers, that's the thing we're saying now, because it's the truth. I mean, and here's a, a question for you that I've always asked, and there's no disrespect because you almost said it, is that how do you feel that knowing knowing you put in, you work just as hard as anybody, maybe even harder, but you're not a, a big, big name, if that makes, without, without, without you know, I mean,
1: yeah, No, I get it. I mean, look, I just, like, there, there's definitely that. I mean, there's definitely that. But then I look at, like, well, I got an amazing wife. I got an amazing kid. I got a house. I love what I do. I coach wrestling. I get to coach. I get, I get to work with fighters. I also don't have the issues sometimes that, like, other people that are quote, unquote, famous have. You know, like it's, it's sometimes it's like nice to be able to say what I want and also to not have to worry about this, all this other bullshit. Like You know, 10 people get, say I suck on, on Twitter. I get annoyed. Imagine if it was 10,000, you know, I probably wouldn't even read it. You know, I'd be like, I'm done with this. You know, so you, I don't have those, those negative issues. But also it's like, I, a part of me also thinks like if everything happened now, what would I be working for? You know, uh, so, so it's like, yeah, of course. Like, why don't, I still want things to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Like
1: I, so I, I, that's what I look at it that way. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I didn't get this right now or I got that. But I still, have, but now I, I still have like, well, there's tomorrow or this today. That's, that's going to be more, more success. Right. right. I think sometimes people peek out way too early. Yeah. You know, so I look at it that way.
0: I mean, but but you've always had your foot more than just in the door. You've been in the you've been to the party and been sitting around like uh, you know, like hey, this guy over here, like everything you've done. Like remember, I remember you. I just remember being in, I remember being in Tulsa and I was at a Walmart and I get a phone call and it's you. We go, hey man, I go, what's up, Adam? Could you be a favor and vote for me for the last comment? <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, I remember where I was every time you hit me up because it's always good stuff. But it's like. Hey, what's going on, Adam? (laughs) Could you vote for me? Yeah, no problem. Since I get home from shopping, I also don't play that
1: game a lot. I I don't like hanging out at the comedy store. I don't hang out. I'm not one of these dudes that just like, you know, kisses ass certain bookers. I just I'm like, all right, like I just don't. I have more. I got the family, you know. I got like my like my daughter is like my number one priority. Oh
0: yes, I I love I love those vids on uh,
1: on Instagram. I mean, taking her to wrestling practice. I get the coach. And having her come to wrestling is like, I mean, literally like middle school, what well, kid's like, I could do 10 pull-ups. And the kid's like, I could do 12. My daughter goes, I wear pull-ups when I sleep. And, and I was just like, oh my God. Like I was trying to, two days ago, I was trying to show up that the uh, the uh, stand-up Cause we have a brand, like, cause COVID now it's a brand new team. Yeah. Every team is a brand new team. There's no one, no, we have no returnees, you know, cause it was a whole year missed. So, so I'm, everything I'm showing is brand new. So, which is, which is fun at the same time. It's like. You know, so I'm, I'm showing a, a a stand up, right? So I get them on like I get them my, my all fours. I'm like, okay, guys, you want to have your, you know, your hands light like you're playing the piano when you know. And then my daughter runs in the middle of the room. Daddy, go, what, Violet? She goes, you said piano lessons are Friday. I'm like, yes, we're going to go play the piano on Friday, but this is just for wrestling right now. But no, I know, but but mommy said that like I know what mommy said, and now I'm like. Violet, okay, I promise you we'll play the piano on Friday, but I gotta teach the rest of these kids these moves right now. She's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like,
0: that's gotta be that's like the best of both worlds in for you, then. It's gotta uh, be well, well, what happened was
1: this year I wasn't gonna coach because we moved and it's an hour drive. And then Where are you living it, now? Where are you living now? I live in uh Winneka, it's like right by Woodland Hills, but oh I my teach God. Over, but I teach over in like Brentwood, California. So I gotta drive, you know, an hour to an hour back, and it's like 30 bucks a day it doesn't even cover gas I just do it because I love it and you know like it's hard because I started the high school program too for these kids so I see like their high school team is amazing now because yeah. it's all my it's a lot of my old kids and there's yeah. like you know 10 out of the 13 kids and they're you know kids are making states and they're like they're loving it and they're thanking me and I'm you know so it's hot, you know so I told the uh Paul my athletic director I go I can't coach this year and, and he's like okay I get it you know, but I knew he wasn't going to the coach. Like I, I just knew, I know Paul. Yeah. So a, a, a week out, Adam, how's it going? Hey man, good. I, I just booked a part on Star Trek. I got a part on Star Trek, which is cool. And then this and that, and doing the, you know, UFC thing. Hey man. Um, so, you know, coaching, I, Paul, I can't go, he go. well, what if we, uh, pay for your babysitter? Um, I, I go, yeah, that would be, that'd be nice, but I got to pick the kid up at school from, from at, 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 at two. So, what am I gonna do with her? From, t- I it's just I don't know. He goes, all right. Well, how about you bring her to school, and we'll have uh, either my daughter, because his daughter's in high school, yeah. or we'll have middle school kids watch your daughter, and I'll give her credit. I'll, I'll give them extra sc- school credit for uh, community service to watch my kid. So I'm like, all right, okay. So now, so th- I'm like, he got me. So now I like, so now she has like four girls watch her and like do dancing with her and this and that. But a couple times the girls weren't there. So I, I had to like, so then, then she's like, daddy, hold me, hold me. So I got to like hold her while coaching wrestling, you know, it's, it's, just, it's like, come on. It's never you know? ending
0: with the kids, but, but you know what though, man, honestly, that's what you're going to look back on and, that's what's going to resonate because you spent your time with your kid while still pursuing the passion. And honestly, I don't know how you grew up, but it's, it's I imagine the same way I grew up. It's, it's, it's a different time now. And that's what I mean, the fame and all that stuff, the money and this, and that what you're searching for. That's cool. But man, it's the time you spend with your fucking kids, bro. That's what's going to be. You're going to remember more than anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And, it, and it, it's like, it's also fun though. I mean, she, she watches wrestling. I'm trying to get her to like, do it a little bit. Yeah. You know, and she, she, at the end, she'll put her hand in with the team, but like all, all, all the, all, all the kids try to give her five, but she won't give anybody five. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. Cause one of the girls, uh, this like cute little black girl, she was like trying to watch my kid and uh, my daughter wasn't into it. Cause it was like, it was like another girl the day before girl the day before. So I was like, Hey, you want to join the team? She's like, okay. So now I got one of her, her her like babysitters. Middle school is now gonna be on our team. So, so like, it's like,
0: Jesus Christ, man. What's, what is your over, now? Do you ever get like not like, pissed off and not envious, but is there a side of you maybe just a little bit that's envious of Joe Rogan because he's more known for the UFC and there and there's you who I mean for all practical purposes you almost do the same thing or maybe even more invested or at least the same. And I'm not throwing shade at Joe. I don't know Joe, which is weird because I know all the comics who are, I mean, you know, I was, I was around that time, but he's the only one that I didn't meet. So I don't mean like I'm, I'm casting shade on him, but it's like, is there a side of you that's a little envious of, of the, how, how he's more associated with UFC
1: more than you? No, I mean, Joe was there 10 years before I was, I mean, he was there like at UFC, like what, like 30. And he did it from like UFC 30 to like, I started getting into it, like UFC 90, you know I mean? He was like, like a 60 UFC advantage. And also he, um, he just comes at it from a different perspective i mean he's uh he's also a, a, you know a high level black belt yeah like i, I don't really change jiu at all you know um so he um no i'm not envious i just i don't know how joe does it like i'm just i'm envious of like his time management skills because he has does like five podcasts a week he like reads on about, about everybody he does the ufc he tours he spends time with his kid he walks his dog he's taking ayahuasca trips he's going hunting I don't know like how he manages to do it all. I'm, I'm more envious of, like how he figures that out. <laughs> like I'm like I'm, I'm like how do you have time to do this? Yeah. Uh, like do, so. Do you, do you um, know
0: him at all? Do you know him at all? Any relationship? Yeah, yeah I
1: met him a couple times. I mean, I did his podcast a long time ago. Um, and when when I see him, it's like we talk for like hours. But I don't see him that often. He'll, he'll hit me up like on the DM sometime. Like oh, that a really funny joke. And this and that. Um, I'm not one of his, like his guys, right. You know, he has like his, 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 his dudes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, um, you know, I mean, people that like, moved to Texas cause of him.
0: I, I know. I mean, are you, are you, are you thinking about moving maybe? Or are you still? No,
1: you, uh- no, I would never move up because Joe Rogan, like that's insane to me. Yeah. I'm like, I, the fact that you just get up and follow someone like what is it? Jesus, like he like, <laughs> like just got up and just left. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I, I mean, I just, uh, I mean, plus a lot of these auditions and stuff. They're like, they're like L.A. locals, L.A. locals. You know, a lot of the a lot of the good comics left town, so it's like more spots for for other comics. So I mean, it, look, man, you gotta do you got you, you gotta do you. Uh, but Rogan does have like insane time management skills. Like, it's, it's it's like wild because he he also smokes weed and gets drunk a lot. I mean, i mean, I I don't know how this dude does all this. Like, I'm like, are you a fucking actual person? Like.
0: How, <laughs> How do you have time to do this? Now, is, there, is there a part of you that wishes you would have fought, maybe had had a cage fight, or did you? I don't know, Like maybe wishes you like, maybe you were born I maybe mean, about 10 years or later so you could be part of this? Yeah,
1: I mean, there's definitely that. I think when I wrestled in high school, I got to college and I wrestled in college and I didn't, I kind of was losing about 15 pounds a week and I, I just was not doing it right. Like I was, you know, I probably like two kids passed away my year uh, in my league, because wow. they were they were you know going into the sauna with rubber suits on.
0: And, were they taking uh, creatine also? Because I was doing that time to Remember the uh, creatine had something to do with it, or at least it was. They said it was. Remember, like I mean, what like what year did you go to college? What years? Ninety six. Yeah, those uh, are creatine years. Remember, like people were passing yeah. away from creatine and losing weight with the rubber suits, and and that new kind of like I remember. ephedrine was coming around, and people were dying over that.
1: Yeah. Well, kids took a a, a bike. I'm running to the showers and then they passed out. And I think I would have done that if I would have even thought about that. Like I was wearing two rubber suits and running five miles. Like I, I was not like I wrestled division. I got a division one scholarship under Tom Ryan to Hofstra, but I went, I went D three. Cause I'm like, Oh, it won't be my whole life. But wrestling is one of those things where it's it's your life or it's not. Yes. No D 19. It's like, <laughs> if you, like, you want to be good, you got to like actually put the time and effort into it. And that's what I re- was like. Well, I lost to the kid who was ranked, who, who was the starter. So I'm like, all right, at 142, I lost him like seven to four, pretty close as a freshman. So I'm like, all right, I'll go 134. And I was coming in at 152 every week. And then and then I was like, week after week, I was like, eventually like, I lost to the kid ranked eighth in the country D3 and like triple overtime, like my fourth match. I was like, actually like 11 and three, my first, like as a freshman, not even like as a red shirt. I was I was kicking ass but I was I hated my life yes. because I was not eating anymore and I wasn't having fun. And I went from like a strict boarding school that was like a military school to this. So I just, I kind of broke, but I didn't see a future in it. I'm like, what am I going to, where am I going with this? Yes. Like, all I'm going to do is like, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll, I think like my coach said, you could be an All-American. You know, I could have been an All-American Division Three, which was not the same as being one Division I. Right. I hate to say it, uh, or from, from, to, me, to me, it wasn't. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, where do I go with this? Well, if there was an other option, which was MMA, I think I would have stuck with it. Um, or I would have just transitioned right to MMA. Right. Like then rest two years of college wrestling, and went right to MMA. Am I happy? Uh, no, because I, I think that I, 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 I took my, you know, what I learned from wrestling and applied it to something else. But I know that when I quit wrestling, I was very bitter. Um, I couldn't watch sports for three, four years. I felt like I let everyone down. Cause I was like the local, you know, star in my high school. I, I just felt like I was a quitter. And, um, but people didn't know what I was going through. You know, they, they weren't in my, they weren't doing what I was doing, but I also would have done it differently. I wouldn't have had the biggest ego of like, I have to start. I, I could have redshirted. I, I could have like, I mean, Binghamton also the kids were just, it was crazy. Like they, I was there, the kids, it was the D3 team. The kids would go out and fight every night, every night, the kids like, Eighty percent of the wrestling team would go out and just get into bar fights. There was no football team. They would beat up frat guys, and they eventually like put a kid in the hospital and almost killed a kid uh, because of that. And then they dropped the whole program because of it. And then Alec Baldwin's brother, like Billy Baldwin, went there and they lobbied to get the program back. Yeah. And then they came back and went and like went D one, and it was now it's a now it's a great program. But I was there for those like terrible years of yeah. just like it was being fucked up. Like, yeah, and I definitely could have been the one of the guys getting into those fights. you are like the bad make,
0: news bears of fucking D three wrestling.
1: It was ugly. It was. It got ugly. It wasn't even like funny. It was just. It got really ugly because these kids were like, they would literally go out there and fight every single night. They beat be five dudes standing there like this, angry, mean mugging people, drinking, 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 and then just beating the shit out of some frat kid. And I'm like, this is not what I want to be around. This is not. This is not me. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna just go beat up random kids. Right. I mean it was fun when you were, but it wasn't like what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah. What, what, what was the plan for what you wanted to do? I mean, when you got, I mean, did you have a plan? I remember going to college, my dad said, you better pick a major. And I did, but I was like, eh. And I just, you know, and I remember on the back of my mind thinking I'm going to be a fucking comedian, even though I hadn't scouted on stage at all. And I just eventually got to that, but it really was no plan. But I know I had to say this to, to appease my dad. What was your plan? What was your overall Good. plan for uh, life?
1: I had no I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to wrestle. Yeah. And then when I when that was done, I was like, uh man, I'm a loser. I'm a complete loser. I, I felt like cause I went to this school where like they it's called the Hyde School, where they like really you couldn't lie, steal, cheat, drink, have sex. Like they were very like, you have to go for your best. You have to, you have it was a really like. I wasn't like a brainwashing school, but they were really into like character development, and and I had to go on attitude trips in the woods and, and and talk about your feelings all day long. It was a crazy school, right? Yeah. So when I when I when I was done with, but I didn't learn what I need to learn as far as like the academics were horrible. But like you learned about being a good person and telling the truth, and, and like trying your hardest. So okay, when I but you didn't learn like math or English, like, like things that like maybe I needed to learn And It's gotten better over the years, right? Yeah. So so when I got done wrestling, well, I used to stay in my dorm on Thursday nights to cut weight. And there was like a local television show and they would try to talk about like race relations or this and that. And I would constantly prank the, the show because they'd be talking about like black and white problems on campus. And and I'd call up and be like, you know who all, you guys got to hear Devane talk. And they're like, who? I'm like, Devane on my dick. And then just hang up. <laughs> like, so, cause I was like hungry. It was Thursday night and I was fucking hungry and I'm cutting weight. And this was like my entertainment for me, right? My friends would laugh on the other side of the hallway. So when I quit wrestling, I'm like, man, I want my own talk show. Like I want it. So I went down to the studio yeah, and I, I like pretended to learn like the the stuff, and then I and then I like they gave me my own show. It was called These Nuts. It was a four hour show on a Monday, right? Yeah. So yeah. I had like me and a bunch of guys in the wrestling team. We had like a Budweiser model, and people can call in, right? So right away, everyone starts calling in about me because I was I had a bald head because I shaved my head for wrestling. That was initiation. Yeah. I had a huge cauliflower ear, had acne from Matt burn, and people were calling in like, "Hey, Vanilla Ice or Corey Haim or." You know what's wrong with your ear and i heard you went to a correctional facility not high school which like all this was kind of true so then like i'm now i'm being i thought i was gonna get like a bunch of girls tell me i was hot that was not <laughs>
0: <the> true <right? laughs> so, you never get the hot chicks calling you never no get that. No, no no
1: so then this one girl called in and she's like my name is hannah and people are gonna talk crap about me anyway blah, blah blah so now the whole school it's all freshman and sophomore they it's all they are the ones that like live on campus they get this this show and they were all calling about Hannah. Like, girl Hannah, you know, can I park my car up your snatch? And Hannah got, this. Like, so, so I'm laughing at, cause I'm happy that I'm making fun of me. Yeah. At the same time, I'm sticking up for Hannah because it was kind of me. So then Hannah, this guy named Seth, who was the captain of the soccer team was like, Seth, you know, I went over your, your room, Hannah. You wouldn't let me touch your tits. Do you have huge pepperoni nipples? Like this is, it was funny, right? So then Hannah comes down to like defend herself on the air, right? Yeah. While we're on the air. she's like sits in front of the the, the camera and we have a guy that's writing stuff in the bottom of the screen like this awful stuff and she's like Hannah she's like that guy Seth is a fat ass he needs to go to the gym blah blah so now everyone starts calling about Hannah like just like Hannah you know you you, like stole my jeans in in the dryer and this just uh, one thing after another so then she goes back to her dorm people are throwing water balloons at her and then that guy Seth that was like making fun of her he came down drunk and he's like this is the ass and Hannah called every week so like now the whole school is watching, right? Yeah. The entire school is glued to the TV to watch these nuts. So after that, like like they had Hannah sued the school for twenty million dollars, sued me for twenty million are for you, negligence, and sued Seth for twenty million. Right? There were no more shows on Binghamton Television. <laughs> right? Like you like fucked it up
0: was, for everybody.
1: That was it. That was the first and last show. Right. Hey, but did, I was
0: like, did she get any money? Did she get any money?
1: Now it, it went to the Supreme Court of Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And, uh, and my dad was like, you go to school for one month, you come home with a million dollar lawsuit, like, putting him a lawsuit, can you just go to school like everyone else? They threw it out, threw it out. but it went to the Supreme Court. I had to get a lawyer, but was, luckily I was covered by the school insurance. Um, but after that, there were no more shows. But, but I was like, you know what? That was the most fun I had. This yeah. was amazing. I want to be a talk show host. This yeah. is the greatest job ever. I can't believe this could be an actual job. So then I was like, I dropped out of school to become a talk show host <laughs> after that.
0: Who does that? Who jumps out of school to be a talk show host?
1: <laughs> and I was like, "How do I become a talk show host?" I was like, "I'll go to acting class." I'm like, "Well, I'll go to comedy class." And then, then I became a comic. That was 23 years ago.
0: Fuck, dude, that's fucking incredible. I mean, it really. But basically, for both of us, wrestling brought us to where we are now. Hundred percent. It's, it's, it's the same thing. I was in junior college. Same thing happened to me. I mean, but in the, it, but in the back of my mind, I always kind of knew it was that was where I, was where I wanted to go, but and I just been but it was through junior college and wrestling, and all of a sudden I was in my dorm room going, what's oh, my God giving talent? I, go, I like to make people laugh. And this is where we're, and this is both where we're at, man. And, and to, to prove you still got a little bit left, something, something left in you. And we don't have to name names, but I know for a fact, I think you know where this is going. You've had a couple you've had some skirmishes with another comic. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm not going to name names. And I didn't, yeah. I, and I didn't, and I didn't, even when I lived in LA, I didn't know until they told me. And I was like, he did. And I was like, good for him. Do you remember when at the, it was at the Ha Ha, I think it was. Yeah. And the comic, I think was talking shit about you on stage, wasn't he? No, the comic the comic
1: told me like months earlier that I took a joke from him and did it on TV. I'm like, dude, I didn't take your joke. I don't even know any of your jokes. I, I never watched your set. I wouldn't take a joke if I saw your set, but I don't know what you're talking about. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. He's like, well, the joke. And then he started telling me the joke. I'm like, dude, like it's a premise that, like, basically, like, you know, Mexicans, if somebody's taking your job but doesn't know English, your, your job sucks. Like that was like like the like the line. And then I'm like, bro, I did not take that from you. I swear. And then I'm like, so then I just, I forgot about it, right? right. And then I'm on stage and then I see him walk by and like kind of mean mug me and I'm like, okay. But I was having like the worst week ever. Like it was like a midnight show. That week I had done a college that where the booker bounced my check. And then I almost got arrested trying to cash it in Tennessee, driving four hours. I got to the college, it was a Christian school. And the kids were getting credit for like Bible study or something. It was just like beyond horrible. Uh, and and I was I did it for like a, a and then I had my sister and then, oh, was, that was like an issue there. So it was just like a terrible week, right? So then I I get I get off stage and I'm like Terry, I forgot my computer for my uh, thing. And I'm, I get my computer because I was like looking at a joke I need to do. So I'm walking back in with Terry and he, the guy comes from beside me and just clocks me in the face. I don't even see him. Like he came from like right here. And I was like. What the fuck? And then like I needed like six stitches. I was like, you and I just saw red. My eyes just saw red. I'm like, I'm like you're fucking dead. And then I just I hit him like, like a bunch of times. But I people were like in between us. I had to like hop over people, hit them, and like I'm throwing comics out of the way to hit them, you know. And then, then the guy is like, come on, mother. He goes, we'll dine in hell together, right? Which is like a line from like three hundred. Yeah. Like, he said I stole his joke. He stole a line from fucking Gerald, whatever his name is, right? Gerald. Butler, Gerald- Butler. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then I So he's I get doing, my, he's being a hack in the middle of a fight. He's
0: being a yeah. hack.
1: So then I'm being held back by everybody. And then like, all I have were like my feet. So I went through a knee. I should have, if I had, it was more flexible. I went through like a, a nice teeth kick, but I hadn't like trained a long time. So then I, I got like, I got thrown out of the, the ha right? Like by everybody. And then I see him, but it's like the old ha ha where you can see like the gates. There was like, there was like a high gate. And I was so angry. I swear. I was like, I'm gonna hop that fucking gate and then Superman punch him from like the top, you know, like, but I'm like, I'm not sure I can scale that gate. Like, it's it's a tall gate. Like, I'd have to like lift myself up, hop, (laughs) but I almost did it. I was almost gonna like hop the gate and just come flying down. I'm like, but I I might get stuck on the gate though. Like, I actually was like, yeah, that was, that was crazy.
0: I like the fact that he fucking said a hack line in a fight, like a real fight. We're going to die yeah. in hell together. who says that in a fight?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why someone said, Jerry Medina called me up. He's like, we do the podcast with him. I'm like, only if he gets Gerald Butler to do it because <laughs> he stole his joke. And he says, I took his joke. So we all have to talk about the jokes.
0: <laughs> Are you guys friends
1: now? Are y'all friends now? No, I'm no, no, not at all. I, 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 I saw him at the high he's like, yo, we cool. But like, we're never going to be cool. Like you, you punched me in the face. When I wasn't looking like like we're the, never gonna be
0: fucking I love that No, We're never gonna be cool.
1: We're <laughs> never ever gonna be cool. ever. And he could have killed me. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like that you could punch him in the face, they could fall the wrong way. Yeah, the, man.
0: yeah. yeah.
1: I, I can't think of a scenario. Maybe if he saved, like maybe if I was like drowning with my family and he came in and saved us and I'm like, all right, we're cool. You know, like 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 that would like to be the only case.
0: And he says like, a hack line from a movie like like Titanic, you know, hold on Rose or some shit like that. You go, really? You're still hacking lines from
1: <laughs> Yeah, right. That would be the only way we'd ever be cool. Like the, the you know, once someone punches you in the face, you're not looking, it's over. I, uh, Dude, yeah, I anything. mean
0: seriously, yeah, I can't, I mean, I've had I think I had a dust up at a uh, at a gas station here. And uh, and it's weird to go from because you know like when somebody when they told me to fight I go really Adam because you know you're all we've always been cool and I never saw that side of you or knew that side of you and I even you know knew that it existed but man I don't know about you but I can go from zero to fucking all right I'm done to, to like like that only because being a nice guy for some reason people think they take the kindness for weakness and one thing I hate more than anything is when dudes they can get over on you because you're being nice and that's what makes it so, that's why it goes, it accelerates, like if you're an asshole all the time, you know how to get to people to a level and then you kind of chill them out but if you're like really nice and then all of a sudden you do something like that it, it's fucking over and you can't see uh, straight
1: 100% Th- that and also like I used to work at a, uh, I used to, it used to be a comedy club at a strip club in New York called Tens and they had comedy there it was like with John Gotti, when like Giuliani came in and made a new rule that you can't have like 50% of your business can't be a strip club. Right. So, and those guys were like legit mobsters and they were the nicest guys. And those are the only guys I was ever, ever, really scared of. Yeah. Cause they were nice. Yeah. And I'm like, these guys are straight fucking killers. like, yeah, like real
0: killers, real killers. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, it's not the guy that like tough guy that you have to worry about. It's the guy, Hey, what are you doing later? Come on Sunday night. We're having a barbecue with the family. I'm like, I'm not going to that barbecue. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, but like, that's, the the nice guys are the ones that you have to really work, work like, like even MMA guys like like almost none of them walk around like tough guys yeah none of them like people meet them they're like man I can't believe that guy's a fighter I'm like no like it's just a different thing it's just, you
0: know okay who have you okay of all the guys who did you or have you ever pissed off one of them like you oh like they kind of maybe you stepped over a line and they got a little you could tell it kind of you know got a little uh, uh, king, to it. king King Mo.
1: I had to call King Mo. Uh and like because he told me he was gonna have his cousin pay a visit to me or something. Like uh What would you say to
0: him? What'd you say? What'd you say?
1: It was one of those things where he, you know, he, he got hit with a spinning back fist and then got knocked down and knocked out. So someone else like like eight fights later his a spinning back fist and like oh that was so nice, King Mo fell down or something. And like <laughs> and it was just one of those and then it and that was, but then me and King Mo are really cool now. Like yeah. we're like friends. I mean, yeah. like friend, friends, yeah. um, but I, I called him up and I'm like, yo man. Uh, uh, you know, hope you're not, you know, he's like, nah, man, I'm cool. It's all good. And like, it was just one of those things like, uh, but King Mo and Anthony Johnson too, was another guy that I had
0: to call oh, that dude. I got yeah. an Anthony Johnson story and I'm pretty sure it was him. We were in, I was in Denver and this is where I knew him. But I, but I knew something about, uh, anyway, so I'm talking to some chick outside after a show, right? It's going pretty well. He just comes in, gets in front of me, starts talking to her. And, he, and, and I'm like, and so I'm pissy. I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm thinking, I mean, it's one of those things where I, okay. So I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, uh, that's really fucked up. And so I'm going, hmm, mm-hmm. And so, I, but I, I was, it was between shows. So I had to go and do another show. So when it was over, I said, fuck this, man. I'm going to find that chick. So I left, and I found the bar they were in. He was was talking to somebody else, and she was there. And so I came in that bar and started talking to her and kind of turned my back to him like, yeah, fuck you, right? So I was talking to her. And somehow, during the course of the night, we went to another bar, and so... She was there with her friend, and then so I said, Let's go. And me and her are going, He runs across the street to talk to her. And then it's like, it's getting to that point where I'm like, You know what? I'm gonna say something to this motherfucker. But for some reason, I was thinking, I think that's Anthony. <laughs> I swear to God, I go, I, I think that's Anthony. I don't Johnson. know if
1: it was him. If a guy was running across the street, it wasn't him, because he doesn't do any cardio. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: No, this is before he got fat. This is when he was in his eighties. Uh, oh, oh, this is, this is when he was okay. like, yeah, like so. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Anthony Johnson. We came around straight, and I go, man, I'm thinking this is him. And we we were avoiding looking at each other, and talking to each other. But I was like, this motherfucker says one thing, but I was like, I don't know because I think this is him. And, but it was like it was one of those things like uh, it could have went either way. And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so- yeah. You
1: know what? You just always bet that if it's bet that it is, it is him. You know so. <laughs> But, but he's a real nice guy. He's a real nice guy. But, like, I, I said something. I had to, like, apologize. It was my bad. You know, sometimes you just make a joke. You don't think they're going to hear it.
0: You're like, oh, shit, they're going to hear it. Yeah, but they, know, uh, but, but they know you're a comic, though, and that's what you do, though, you know?
1: Yeah, no, he wasn't mad. I mean, it was, like, some girl that, like, loved him. Some fighter chick loved him. And then I made a joke about him. And then, uh, and then he was really funny. He, the girl had, like, six kids. He's like, yeah, man, I saw that. He told me, he's like, I moonwalked away from my phone. So he told me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing. I could teach you the moonwalking away from his phone. I'm like. <laughs> Real quick, like,
0: how, how often do you write? I mean, how long do you write? How often do you write? Because, I mean, like I said, on Twitter, if you follow this guy on Twitter, every day, no less than 20 jokes, MMA jokes, or just jokes, period. So I'm thinking, and that's just what gets to the Twitter. So sitting down and writing, like, how many hours do you devote just to straight writing? Okay, it depends.
1: I mean, so, like, I get, like, Like, I don't have my kid with me right now. My my daughter, my wife and kid are coming tomorrow. So I have time today, you know? And it's also when you're not on, you know, when I was, I hate to say it, but back in the day when I was, like, uh, you know, chasing pussy, like, I wouldn't write as much. I I would convince myself I was, but I I wasn't, you know? Uh, When you don't have that, like, when I'm on Bumble all day and Tinder and this and that. So... You know, a lot, a lot of it's not even writing; it's rewriting. It's like, you know, I have so I have literally 190 pages of jokes, and I would say out of 190 pages of jokes of like one-liners, 40 of them are, are finished, and I have 150 pages of like, of of thoughts that I just I are just unfinished thoughts, and then um and then I go back and go, okay, I was thinking about this three years ago, but I'm like, oh, here's a fine, here, I could finally finish this joke. This makes sense.
0: Yes, you know. Yes, because they stay somewhere back here. And you always know it, and all of a sudden, maybe in a conversation with somebody, and you go, "That's it. That's the punch onto that joke." It's that's, and only a comic gets that. But you have a joke like, ah, this, you know, it's not working. You just set it there, but it stays here.
1: Yeah, that's why it's so important, like, to not give up on jokes because there are so many times, like, oh fuck, there's it is, or you know, or uh, and then sometimes like Twitter just gives me the joke. I mean, like, not they'll give me a joke, but the, like the premise is like, you know, like guy you know, tour, like a UFC fighter literally bit another guy's ball sack last week. Yes. I'm like, oh, well that couldn't have a Dylan Dennis because he's got no balls. So I'll just like, like finish the the jokes. Like I just take the headline and just write the joke, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, or, you know, it's hard, it's hard sometimes when like, the hard part for me is when like I have a joke, but I, and it pertains to right now, but I've used it already even on Twitter because like, for example, somebody tomorrow misses weight by six pounds. And I, I go, oh, you know, what's it on Miss, Miss Weight? You know, Kelvin Gastelum wants to know how she got so close, right? That would be the joke, right? And, but the problem is I've done that already, right? But not all 90,000 people were on Twitter when I wrote that, when they saw it. Like, let's say only 10,000 people saw it. So that's a new joke to 80,000 people, yeah. right? But then that one person goes, you used that already. And that pisses me off, you know? So that, like...
0: So, oh, so that, it's also a testament to having fans. If somebody, yeah. if somebody knows that you did that, then it's like that's pretty good that they're following you that way. I mean, that's good for you. Then.
1: It is, but then I'm like, fuck, all right. So then I'm like, right, I gotta write a new joke just for him. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of that same thing of like, even now, like, uh, like if I was, let's say, I was, uh, you know, Mister, you know, Anthony Jeselnik or something. You do like a Netflix special, right? So now you got to do a whole new special for the next one, right? problem sometimes with guys like me and you is is that or i don't want to speak for you but like i have like nine people in the crowd that have seen me 17 times yeah but i have a 100 people that have not so do i do a whole new act for those nine people
0: yeah
1: or do i make the other 100 people that haven't heard it so i try to throw enough in for those nine people yeah they're happy but but not but then you know luckily i do a lot of crowd work that's always going to be new you know but there's always that, like, voice in my head that, like, thinks that I'm letting people down, you know, and, uh, yes. and I have to, like, get rid of that voice and ignore that voice. And, you know, sometimes it does drive you, but it's not really, like, a healthier, positive voice.
0: Dude, that's fucking beautiful. I mean, comic to comic, fuck, I get it. And I fucking, this is how much respect I have for you. I literally thought when we were in Vegas, what, was it two, three years ago? When we met up at the Strat. And because you were working with, with Gerald. And oh uh, boy, from uh, who was in that movie with Denzel, The Equalizer? Remember that? It, it, hey, hey, was, yeah. And I just remember, you know, we had, you were talking, you mean, like, man, why don't you come back to LA, you know, and, and you can help me with my, uh, my wrestling team and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I literally, that you're the only person I really thought about, you know what, I moved back to LA, I help him with his wrestling team, I stay in town, I can do auditions and blah, blah. blah. I mean, I really, really thought that you had me that. Fucking class. And it's like I said, that's why this That's why this had to be because when I sit there and thought about it last night, I go, fuck, he's the reason that, I, you know, this is kind of, I'm trying to cater toward this more toward motorsport and kind of basically do what you do with motorsport, but only with motorcycle racing and all mine's kind of racing-centric. And, you know, and then I thought about, you know, with the acting and I thought, you know, uh, trying to stay in town, what would I do? And you said wrestling coach. And I go, fuck, yeah, I still love wrestling. That's why almost everything... That kind of undoing. It's like it's 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 based on you without even you or me even realize it until last night. And that's just yeah. the truth. I was like, "Fuck, I would love to be a wrestling coach, be assistant coach. We'd be fucking great together."
1: <laughs> you, thought you could do it out in Indiana though. It's nothing stopping you. Oh, I mean, you can go
0: man. work. Me uh, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but, I really, but I really thought about that. But you know what though? For the first time ever. I, uh, you know, I had both my hips replaced, but I rolled for the first time Monday. I did, uh, I did, I'm back to jujitsu. I did, uh, I did, uh, a a session and, uh, it felt good, man. It felt good to be back. So who knows? Maybe I'll get that, uh, get that itch again, uh, to, to compete. And you never know, man, you know, you never fucking know. Yeah. I think nah, you I should mean- do it. You know what we should do? Me, you and Tim Gaither should do a, uh, comedians who wrestled, uh, the tour, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And,
1: but uh, Greg Warren, he's a monster.
0: All of us, we do, we do. Uh, four of us do twenty minutes. That's an hour. You know what I mean? And I think we give people. Greg, a Greg great Warren, show.
1: Was all American, Division One.
0: Fuck yeah, man. He was. He has the greatest story about him wrestling Tim. You know Tim Krieger from yeah. Iowa State. Dude, fucking broke bones, bro. And for some reason, Warren did something, You know, like kind of dirty, and he had to get a, a medical timeout. And Warren's old, his own coach goes. Warren, I don't know if I would have done that if I were you. You just woke up. <laughs> yeah, his own coach said that. <laughs> I was like, fuck. When your own coach goes, I don't know if I would have done that. Uh, oh, man. That's one of the greatest stories ever, bro. One of the greatest uh, stories ever. Man, before we wow. get out of here, man, you, you're you around those guys. You're with those guys. So you know the ins and outs. Who's the most under? Rated fighter right now in the UFC, the most underrated. Like we know he's good, but you guys have no idea how really good this motherfucker is. Underrated fighter,
1: underrated in the UFC or Bellator or the in uh, UFC in the UFC. In the UFC, the most underrated fighter. Uh, damn, that's a tough question.
0: Uh, um, like we know he's good and we see it, but you, you're like, but being up close, you go, you have no idea what this motherfucker does. Uh, I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, I feel like I tell fighters all the time, how underrated they are and how it's going to happen. And then finally you answer that question. I can't think of one, uh, underrated fighter in the UFC. I mean, for a while, like, for, like I had Colby Covington on back when no one was talking to him yeah. and I was like, you're just beyond underrated. Uh, and he's going to be the next big thing. And then, you know uh same thing with Usman I had Usman and no one wanted to fight him like nobody wanted to, and I'm like dude this guy's the guy yeah uh but I would have to say let's see uh in the UFC yeah, let's uh, one uh I think people are sleeping on the guy who's fighting Sean O'Malley this week oh, yeah, uh, Who's that? this dude is um he actually this guy named is a guy named, the guy, the guy he beat actually is a guy, this guy named Kyler, Kyler Phillips. Okay. Uh, is a guy from Arizona. Who's got everything. He's, he had, he had one bad night. So people are sleeping on him, but he, um he lost, I think a split decision to the guy who's fighting O'Malley, but he's just, he was in like a black belt, like seven uh, karate. His okay. wrestling is amazing. His jiu-jitsu is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to put it all. I think he's like, he does crazy things. His problem is he, he, he kept wanting to get that like ESPN knockout highlight.
0: Yeah.
1: So he like went for it like 80 times in the first round and tired himself out Okay. and ended up losing to this other guy. But I think Kyler Phillips is the most underrated fighter. Okay. Cause, no, okay. cause nobody's talking about him. Okay. And, uh, and he's a guy that I think is going to all of a sudden, you know, win two or three and I like, Oh, this guy, you know, mm-hmm. MMA fans, like I love MMA fans, but they're the most, like, it's the weirdest fan base. Like a guy loses the fight and people assume he's done.
0: Well, in a minute, and then, a, and then the
1: guy wins the fight, and everyone's like, "He's back! He's the greatest!" And I'm like, it, "It's just people have a bad night." And you know, times I talk to people, we're like, "Dude, I to that fight with a broken hand. I won that fight with a torn ACL. I, I I needed money. My shoulder was gone. Like, you know, so much of that happens." Uh, I talked to the guy who told me like, like Frank Mir went into that boxing match. Not that he would have won anyway, but he had like a broken shoulder or something, or some crazy <sighs> stuff happened. It's like, yeah, yeah, wow, it's crazy,
0: wow. Well, shit, man, before we get out of here, first of all, thank you. So if you guys get a chance, follow Adam Comedian. Man, this guy had a – we didn't even talk about your short movie called Pinned about wrestling. This guy was – he was a finalist in Last Comic Standing. Like I said, watch his special uh, Throwing Punches on Fight Pass, and it's like you've done everything. When it's all said and done, what, what's the big thing for you? Or if there is, I mean, what's the thing that, that is your Mount Rushmore? Like you go, this is what I really, really, really want
1: just having a really happy kid. Good for that's you. It. That's it. Yeah, Happy, happy kid, happy, happy wife, those, that's my
0: my. my for. Good for you, man. It, it really is, I mean, with age comes perspective and it's great, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, partying with porn stars is pretty cool and, and, that, <laughs> and that was a great time. Don't get me wrong, I mean, those were fun times, but yeah, man, where you are now, where you are in life now, that's cool, but yeah, that, those those are good times. I mean, <laughs> LA, uh, in your, LA in your 20s and early 30s when you're single, That can be a good time, (laughs) which is why I'm in Indiana right now, man. So listen, man, I appreciate you coming through and and doing this for me. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, Adam. You are fucking one of the best that's under-fucking-rated. You're underrated. Your joke-writing skills, your everything, everything skills are underrated, and, dude, Pleasure to call you a friend. Uh, what can you tell people? Where, where, where can they find you? And blah, blah, blah.
1: Uh, follow me at Adam Comedian on Instagram and Twitter, at MMA Roasted on Twitter, uh, and my podcast, MMA Roasted. And thanks, brother. Love you, man. You're the best.
0: Man, love you so much. Thanks for getting up early at nine o'clock in the morning in Vegas for me, man. I appreciate that. This Anytime. is BT saying thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. Hit me up on email, DM me, tell me who you like to have on the, on the show. And like I said, by this time, you know the word pay.